Absolutely. Whether it's in the positive or the negative, words have power. So that's my first tip. And as I think about my life and I, I think everything that I've done or everything that I accomplished, I, I thought about it, I wrote it down and I would speak about it in a positive way, not realizing how much power those words have, but absolutely always remember they have power. So I became an author in 2011. I wrote Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda. That was my first book. It's 19 cautionary tales of growing up in bad decision makings and consequences of those bad decisions. True stories, because I don't know how to make this stuff up. I'm not that smart. So I had to write what I know. So um, when I wrote that book, you know, I was going to change the world, like we always say, right? And I got a call from a um, publishing company out of New York. You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. All right, all right, good people, good people. Welcome back to another episode of Powerful. We are so very, very excited. I mean, I know I am. I'm very excited because I have a special guest for this podcast. And when I say she's special, she's special because she's not just a person that's coming on. I call her my friend. And we have the dynamic pleasure of listening to somebody who has shoulda, woulda, coulda done it. <laughs> and she definitely, definitely, definitely has some things to be able to tell you. Uh, what I was just saying, that's part of one of her books. She is a multi-multi-artist uh, in the form of authoring. In addition, she's a leader. She's a nonprofit organizer. She has been there, done that, and done a lot. She has a lot of wisdom to offer uh, women and men and children and anyone that is willing to listen. And so I'm so very, very excited for this episode to introduce to everyone, my friend, Danielle Green. And we're going to hear some of those wise, wise nuggets. So I need you to get some paper and pencil, sit back and get ready to take some notes because she's going to give you some tips. And we're going to hear that right after this word from our sponsor. Ladies, are you struggling with getting results? Do you plan but get lost in the process? Could you use some support? Well, Exponential Edge Adventures is offering a free five-day XYZ challenge. After the virtual event, you will walk away with strategies to get more done, techniques on how to inspect your plan, and visuals of what you want to see come into existence in your life. Use the free workbook, set your path, hit the bullseye, and get support doing it. Go to simplytomorrow.com and register today. All right. All right. Good people. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. I told you we have a dynamic guest in the building and I'm going to let her really introduce herself. And if she doesn't introduce herself because she's real kind of modest, sometimes I'm going to come back and I'm going to put the fire on because when I say she's had the liberties of doing so many great things and she really is what we call a servant leader. And so welcome, welcome my special guest, Danielle. Tell the people a little bit about you. Hi, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me. You make me so comfortable because, you know, I don't like the, the video thing. But, you know, since it's you, I absolutely am glad I'm here. So thank you for having me. Um, let me just tell you a little bit about me personally. Um, my name is Danielle Green, born and raised here in Flint, Michigan. 
I have three beautiful daughters who I absolutely adore. And last but not least, I have my J-Man. That's my grandson. He is 19 months and he is everything. Um, and that's my personal stuff, but my um, professionally, it's a lot of stuff, right? Um, I um, went to my community college, you know, and I was one of those who went to college because I wanted that refund check. Let me just keep it real. Okay. <laughs> my friend was like, girl, I got a check. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do this. So I signed up for classes. I ended up with my associate's degree. Um, after that, I want to say probably like 10 years later, or even maybe 12 years later, I um, got my undergrad for CNU in public administration with a concentration on community development. And then right after that, I had to keep the momentum going. I went and got my master's from Wayne State University in educational leadership. And most recently, I am a candidate for an honorary doctorate. So I'm excited about that, right? But let me just tell you the story behind that. I always said that I wanted to be called Dr. Danielle because I worked in the Flint Community Schools before I became the board president. And I kept saying, dang, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It costs so much money. It takes so long. And I'm older now. I don't feel like all this. And so I started keeping my mom when I initially signed up for the doctorate program at Walden University. And um, my mom got sick. So I had to keep her. So I had to stop all that. And so my mom kept asking me, well, you're not going to be a doctor no more. And I kept saying, mom, I'm not going to worry about that. She said, well, who's going to take care of the babies? Because, you know, she had a stroke. So she and I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. She said, I said, I think I'm going to just get an honorary doctrine. Right. This was probably like a year or so ago. And she said, how are you going to do that? I I have no idea. I said, but I'm going to figure it out, mama. So about two weeks ago, I got a message from a young lady and she said, um, we want to, we're looking at you for an honorary doctor. And I'm like, really? So I kind of spoke that into um, existence. So words have power. They do. They have power. Absolutely. Whether it's in the positive or the negative words have power. So that's my first tip. Yeah. For that being, as I think about my life over these 53 years, and I, I think everything that I've done or everything that I accomplished, um, I, I thought about it. I wrote it down and I would speak about it in a positive way, not realizing how much power those words have, but absolutely always remember they have power. So um, I became an author in 2011. I wrote Coulda, Shoulda, Woulda. That was my first book. It's 19 cautionary tales of growing up in bad decision makings and consequences of those bad decisions. True stories, because I don't know how to make this stuff up. I'm not that smart. So I had to write what I know. So um, when I wrote that book, you know, I was going to change the world, like we always say, right? And I got a call from a um, publishing company out of New York, and they had seen my book. I don't know where they seen the book. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But they wanted me to fly in. They would fly me in first class, and they wanted to talk to me at the table and sit on about, you know, my book. I'm like, okay, it's about to go down now, right? (laughs) So I get to the table. When these, you know, three white gentlemen walk in, nice suits. I know good suits when I see them, okay? So they had on them tailored suits. And girl, they sat at the table, and the guy slid a check across the room. I mean, across the table. So I flipped it over, right? And it said it was $10,000. And I thought, oh, man, you know, so they all grinning and skinning. I know they suits cost more than that. So I'm like, um, no, that, that's not going to really work. I buy two bags and I'm going to be broke again, right? So I'm like, that's not going to really work. So they looked at each other confused. And I walked out of there feeling defeated, defeated because I figured, you know, in my mind, when I turned the 10 down, it was going to offer me more because I, in my mind, my book and my work is worth more than that. And it's st- and I still feel that way. So ultimately I met a friend and we talked about, and I told her the story and she said, well, start your own publishing company. And I say, well, I don't know how to, you know, I'm like, okay. But then I thought to myself, how would I do that? I did some research. I started image publishings in 2008. And when I started it, I thought, 
I didn't know what I was doing. People were asking me to publish their books. And I said, I'm not going to mess up people's books. I'm not, because I don't know what I'm doing. I, if I mess up mine, that's okay. So I ended up publishing under my publishing company. And then that was the first book. The second book is an anthology and it's called, I wish I would have knew me back then. And it's about growing up. It's, it's myself and 10 other women in the book. We talk about personal stories, anything from suicide to being a victim of rape, anything you can name is in this book. So Danielle, let me ask you this. What drives you? What, what gives you motivation? Always do. It's, it's up to you. Yeah. It's up to you. I just went to a service today for a lady who was 93. She just started painting in her later years. Don't allow anyone to tell you or make you feel like you shouldn't do something that you want to do. You shouldn't. Why shouldn't you? Because who's because who says so? Who are they? Yes. Don't let anybody do that to you. Yes. I love it. One of my mentors, uh, Lisa Nichols, she's a motivational speaker for the people that might not know who she is. Look her up because she's bad to the bones. Um, I actually did coaching, you know, with her because again, I want to do what she does. And so she is only one of a handful of black women. Oh, at the time she was only two. So I don't know how many more has come along since she has that have in, in, in her area, professional development is her arena um, that have a, a IPO that has their own, um, traded company. And so she has this multi-million dollar organization, just bad to the bones. But what I'm saying is one of the things that she says all the time is what other people think about you ain't none of your business. And so now Bridget says that, and I normally don't tell people who said it, but I want people to go look her up because she bad to the bone has literally changed my life. Going through this right now is like, I don't care what people say, you know, and and I, I just keep saying, I know I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it. That dream, everything that I want to do is mine and at my disposal. And the great thing that I, I love to say about right now in, in this area of our life, Danielle, is that we're at a space that, oh, we've already done the things that we know not to do again. We got a little bit of wisdom and we still got a lot of spunk to be able to do a whole lot of stuff that God still has for us to do. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we, we talked a little bit, but I want you to drill a little bit deeper. So what were those apprehensions, those limiting thoughts, or did you have them? Because maybe you didn't have them. I had a lot of them. I had a lot of limiting thoughts that stopped me along the way. And then I had to start working on it. So I do a lot with um, neuroplasticity right now. I do a lot with neuroscience and I'm working on those things because again, my brain is going to work for me, not work against me. So did you have any of those moments? I, I didn't. I don't, the only, I, I you know, I'm going to say, um, I'm, I've always been that type of person who thought I could do anything and have anything. Okay. I've, you know, and that hasn't always been the case. I, you know, I have successes and failures just like everybody else, yeah. but it never jarred my spirit to a point where I thought, oh girl, you can't do that. That's too much. I mean, that undergrad now, it was just because it was time consuming. It was just yeah. a lot of time, but I always knew I could do it. I never doubt myself. Why do you, why do you think you had that? Do, do you think it was nurturing? Was it, was it ingrained in you? Or do you think it was just a part of your personality? I think it's just part of my personality because I, I didn't grow up with, you know, my mom did did the best she could and I love her for that, but it wasn't a household. You know, she was trying to make it. So it wasn't an environment where I, you know, it was always instilled in me or a pat on the back. It was, I just think I'm wired that way. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah. I listened to you talk about your team and all of that. I ain't had no team, girl. It was just me. It was me and Tia, I guess, my oldest daughter. But I didn't have a team to encourage me or, and not that, you know, I'm not, I'm sure they would have, but I, that wasn't my reality. Yeah. But I think God knew I, I, I had it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't need that. I, I had it in me. So I think he's been preparing me yeah. for a long, all my life to, to a point where I knew no matter what, you know, a team is great now. Don't get me wrong. And I'm, as I'm listening to you, I wish I had one. It sounds great, but I didn't have that. And, and it's, I don't, it's like I said, I don't think my friend, cause I have friends and I have family and they would have been my team if mm-hmm. that's something that they thought I desired or any kind of that I needed that. It's yeah. just that I've always been the type of person who, yeah. Need anybody? I can do this. My I can do this. Never, and I, I I'm so happy that I'm not the person who doubts myself. Yeah. And you know, like my first book, as I wrote it, I remember somebody asked me, "Girl, you're not ashamed to tell them the stories." I said, "I don't have the shame DNA. I ain't wired that way." You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Yeah, and, and and don't get me wrong. I have low moments, and I have moments of sometimes I feel defeated. It depends on different things in life, but I'm I don't allow myself to stay there. I love it. I love it. So question to that part, because, you know, one of the things that I do, I'm a, I'm a disc consultant. And so I deal with people with personalities and I, I talk about, you know, their strengths and their preferences and everything. And um, according to what you're saying and everything, you sound like one of the particular types is only about 12% of the population that is like that. Right. But a lot of people sometimes have issues with people that come across like that. And so do you look <laughs> see by, the, by your expression? <laughs> How was that for you though, going through school in your career in relationships? How was that? Because you always get, oh, you think you this or you think you that. I say, I do. You think you're cute, you think you're smart, you think you're better. I do. And so should you, right? Why am I the only one thinking this? This is what has sustained me because I do think I'm all those great things. But my question to them is, why don't you think you are? You yes. know, what I'm girl, yes. I'm telling you, until I'm my adult life today, yes. I, who do you think you are? Special, somebody, important, right? My thing is, I wish you thought the same so you wouldn't look at me like something's wrong with me. Because I think we all should feel, I'm not saying I'm any better. Absolutely yes. not. Absolutely not. But what I am saying is nobody's better than me either. It's all about our choices and our decisions. I'm so glad you brought that up, Bridget, because I deal with that a lot. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why people perceive me that way. And why do people think I think I'm this or that? Because I really do, though. But why, you know, I'm always wondering, why don't everybody think they're great? Everybody should. Yes, I love it. I love it. I, I I love, you know, that you're saying this because it is so everybody should, everybody should, but people have different things. And, and I love that. And that's in one of your books, you know, that's yeah. one of those strong characters that you have in your book. And yeah. it's so very important. But again, I love what you said. How dare you get upset with me because I'm confident, yeah. you know, because I'm a loving person. And that's the part that people need to understand. If they know you, they yeah. know that you're such a great person. You know, but people won't see that. They'll see the confidence and take the confidence as cocky. And it's not cocky. It's I'm confident and I love myself, you know, and and that's the Bridget that I am now. But no, I I was not that way. You know, growing up, I had a lot of esteem issues, Um, tried to commit suicide. So that was one of the the changes that happened in my life. And it was Mm -hmm. my mother telling me my uncle's story that totally changed me and it made me grow up. Because at 22, he was an activist. 
he started at the age of 14. He was working with the NAACP at 14. He joined the Black Panther Party, started his own chapter, went to the state level to help, and was unfortunately assassinated December 4th, 1969. Well, I was three years old. He knew he was going to die. My mother knew he was going to die. She dreamed it and she begged him not to go to Chicago. He went anyways. And when he went a week later, he was assassinated. But his last words to her was, I'm doing this for her. Well, my mother, my whole family was traumatized because, you know, we see all the stuff that's on the news and stuff now and everything. And um, they did not uh, uh have all the means that, you know, we have now in this age, but my grandmother had to go back and forth to court. It was 13 year court battle before finally she got some semblance of, uh, of justice and not full justice because nobody paid for it. No one went to jail, nothing like that happened. Um, but there was a civil case and, you know, they, they won. Um, most people there, if you're listening to this, you probably have heard and know of Fred Hampton. Well, my uncle was Mark Clark. They were both killed together. So people talk a lot about Fred Hampton, but my uncle sometimes is the asterisk because he wasn't the, the, the local, the state chapter, uh, organizer chairperson. He started, again, one in Peoria, which was really small and just coming up and going. But it was that story that changed my life because I said, how dare me? I was 23 when I tried to take my life. And so I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. My uncle died so that I could have a life. And then I'm trying to take my life. This doesn't make any sense. And so I woke up from there. Girl, got myself back in. I was in school. I had just started back school. I was ready to quit again. Got back in school, graduated. Um, Cum laude, um, just some really, really wonderful things. My ex-husband at the time, you know him, we walked across the stage <laughs> hand in hand. Um, it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, and God just really just blessed with some things and I became teacher, principal. And then, you know, some of that stuff came, but I wished I had I had that confidence that you talk about. And so for our people that are listening, if they don't have it, then get some people around you so that you can get it. And if you do have that kind of confidence, don't let anybody make you feel guilty about being uh, happy in your skin. Be in your skin. Go ahead, Danielle. Richard, when I tell you that's what they will do, something's wrong with you because you're loving you, you, you feel good about you. I remember I used to cry. You know, I used to cry because you would always, oh, you thank you. This. You, you're not a mind reader. You don't know what I think. And, you know, I had an aunt who has passed away since, but she was so sweet, so kind, so giving, so beautiful. And I remember her coming to my mom's house and I was crying because I said the girls didn't like me because they said they thought I thought I was cute or whatever. And she's like, you crying about that? She said, girl, I went through that all my life. She said, that's not going to ever change. And she said, you better toughen up. And then I said, I, I don't understand why anybody would think I if they know what, what I'm thinking. She said, they don't know. what That's what they think about you. And I remember she broke it down to me. She said, it took me. She passed away in her 30s. She said, it took me 30 years to accept the fact that it's not my responsibility what somebody thinks I'm thinking. Yes. That's their thoughts. And they just, and they're confusing it with your thoughts. And I remember her telling me that. And I, you know, and I, I went a long time trying to be overly nice, overly giving, overly compensated because I wanted people to think, oh, she's nice. She's not like that. You know, and how can somebody know how you are and you just walking into a room? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you I read my thoughts and I've been here two seconds, you know, and that's ridiculous. But I, when you say don't allow people to make you 
feel bad about the skin you're in, that's key because everything starts in you, whether it's good or bad, it starts in you and you get to decide which one is going to be good or bad. So it, it, it took me a long time. And sometimes I still get down about that kind of stuff because I, I'm, I'm a giver. And so I, I started a nonprofit in power, what, 15 years ago. And I give, I'm a giver, you know, I, I take, you know, I, so I don't understand, but typically people who think other people think they're too much or too good. It's their issues. It's with yes. their self. Yes. It has nothing to do with that other individual. They're just transferring their energy to you, but don't allow them put that shield or protect yourself. Because if yeah. you don't protect yourself, nobody will. Yeah, it so definitely is that. that it it is definitely their insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's their mm-hmm. issues that they have. And you yeah. know, you can't deal with other people. All you can do is nope. you, but definitely be confident. And that's the part that, like I say, I love about you. I love that you have a, a, a pure heart for other people. You're very altruistic. And so it's always about other people. Um, and so closing out, I just want you to tell them a little bit. You just talked a little bit about the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Tell a little bit about what you're doing and how people can reach out to you, contact you definitely. And she's not saying this, but I'm going to say it for her and she can tell you how. Uh, she does have a nonprofit that does some amazing things. I mean, you heard her say, uh, I'm based out of Flint, Michigan right now. She's uh, out of Flint, Michigan right now. We know what has happened. And so if it's in your heart to be a donor and to donate to her nonprofit, definitely go into those show notes, find the link and reach out to her. But go ahead, Danielle, uh, close out and just let the people know, how can they reach out to you? You can reach out to me in several different ways. The first one is um, Facebook. You can re- go to Empower and you'll see a page where you can click on a link and you can contact me. All the information is there. I'm also on Instagram um, with my the Hey Girl book series and also by email at Green at yahoo.com. Um, um, you can DM me. You can Put something in the comments, and I'm always looking for um people who want to partner, who people who want to um donate, as you said, because Flint is still we still in the water crisis, we still have a lot of struggles, um, and no one no one person can do it alone. I can't, other organizations can't. So any help we can get at Empower is really greatly appreciated. Coming up, March 23rd, we're taking 100 kids to the Pistons game, wow. and I just got some sponsors for that. Um, Mr. Phil Schwartz, he donated for the bus. Um, Jim Ananek, Senator Ananek, he um, joined it. So we got sponsors for that and we're looking for more sponsors. So just reach out and I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So again, all that information will be in the show notes where you can reach out to Danielle. Definitely to um, uh, bless Empower. She has the name. It's it's Empower. And I can tell you this, definitely 100%. Everything, if you give, if you sponsor, it is 100% going back into the community. She gives, gives, gives of her time, way more of her energy, of her finances, of everything, way more, more than most people that I know. She really, truly has a heart uh, for young people and just for people in general, but especially for the youth. Um, because again, we don't want them saying shoulda, woulda, coulda. We want them to to literally be able to say all these choices I made led me here 
And so I appreciate the advocacy that you do. I appreciate all the work that you do. And also, if people want to uh, get your books, they can go to your uh, website. All of that stuff will be in the show notes and they can order books and give it to other people. They can donate. You know, some people, I have people that tell me this all the time, Danielle. Oh, well, I tell my children's author. Well, I don't have children. That's okay. You can donate a book to the school, to the library, to somebody. You can buy it for anybody. But even sets. So you do have sets that they can purchase and everything. Yeah, we're working on that now. But the website will be up and running shortly. But in the meantime, you can hit me up, like I said, on Instagram or on Facebook or through email. Definitely, definitely. Danielle, it has been really great uh, for you to be here. You have empowered our audience. Um, Thank you so much. You were just a wonderful interview to be on Powerful. So I appreciate it so much. And to our listening audience, we greatly appreciate you because you could have been doing anything else, but you took your time out of your busy schedule to be here to listen. So if you're listening into audio form, I appreciate it. Could you please let us know how you like it by giving us a review? As well, I would love for you, love, love, love for you to email me at ordainededucator at gmail.com if you have suggestions or if you just have comments and this has really been blessing you. Um, Likewise, if you are watching this in the video format, so if you're listening and you're not watching it on YouTube, you can catch these episodes on YouTube channel as well. All of that information is in the show notes. So you know like what I like to say, coach me and I'll learn, challenge me and I'll grow, believe in me and I will win. I believe in you. Be blessed.